Hey, Sports Tech fans, welcome to episode number six of the Sports Tech Live podcast. This is for Tuesday, the 17th of September. Uh, so, for the past few days, I've been at IBC in Amsterdam, which is the International Broadcasters Conference. Uh, so, a lot to share uh, with you in the coming days about that as the world of, of sports, broadcasting, esports, and a lot of other interesting players in the sports tech space have been present. And so a lot to share there, but uh, this is the main news stories uh, for last week. So the top story this week in the world of the streaming wars uh, comes via the La Liga and their deal uh, for the UK and Ireland, which has been kind of a glaring hole in their um, offering around the world for the last couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, they kind of did a last-minute deal with ITV4 for uh, one game per week, uh, but now we've kind of got uh, the details of their upcoming uh, deal for the UK and Ireland. Uh, so La Liga will be shown in the UK and Ireland, Ireland on its own TV channel. Uh, after they did a deal with uh, Premier Sports, uh, which is a UK-based uh, sports company with um, listings on the, the major carriers in the UK being Sky and Virgin. Um, so this is a pretty interesting uh, way of doing things. Obviously, it seems like they had kind of struggles in uh, doing a deal with directly with the broadcaster. Uh, so obviously, they'd kind of left Sky behind um, last season and went with 11 Sports, which didn't quite work out as they didn't have the, the infrastructure uh, to kind of put it on uh, streaming as well as uh, into homes and pubs around the UK and Ireland. Uh, so now it looks like they've got their own uh, brand new channel, uh, which is one way of doing it. And I think it's something that they might have been forced into, but I see it as a huge, um, a huge benefit long term, uh, having that 24-7 um, um, dedicated home of La Liga. Um, so they'll be doing all, all their shows uh, going out on this uh, Premier Sports uh, deal and while also having um, La Liga on their premier player OTT streaming service uh, which is for 11.99 per month or 99 pounds per year um, so obviously you get all the other premier sports uh, packages included in that um, so if fans just want to add La Liga TV as a standalone service uh, it's going to be 5.99 per month or 50 pounds per year um, so this is going to be uh, an exciting offering. Uh, obviously, you don't want to have uh, subscription fatigue, uh, but at five ninety nine per month for all of La Liga's content uh, in the UK and Ireland, I think that's a very competitive deal. Especially if you buy it for uh, the yearly price of forty nine pounds, um, I think that represents a great deal. Uh, obviously, then you'd have access to all of La Liga's uh, preview and review shows, as well as the the live games that they're going to be um, kind of pushing out on the the Premier Sports La Liga TV. Uh, package coming up. Um, so just to give you a quote here. So through our long-term partnership with Premier Sports, we're happy to give fans of Spanish football a chance to enjoy La Liga's world-class content in a variety of formats, including via OTT and Premier Sports Linear TV offering, as well as our own dedicated English language channel, La Liga TV. Uh, so I think this is going to be the first of many um, of the, the leagues and sports teams around the world having their own dedicated uh, TV offering and OTT offering. Because uh, I think having the ownership uh, of that, obviously kind of doing it with a partner here in Premier Sports, uh, will benefit La Liga longer term as they get to own uh, the fan relationship directly with um, the fan now, uh, kind of moving forward for the UK and Ireland. The 
top news story in the world of gambling this week comes from a sportstechie.com article. Uh, so it's mobile golf betting may change fan experience at tournaments. Uh, so a very interesting piece kind of showcasing um, how the PGA Tour and golf in general kind of viewed gambling and even cell phone use at tournaments um, over uh, the last number of years and how they've uh, kind of changed shift uh, to the current day. Uh, so eight years ago, the PGA Tour still banned the use of cell phones at tournaments. Um, so now uh, that's completely changed. So phone use is fully legal and it's beginning to embrace sports betting. Um, so uh, IMG Arena um, has exclusive rights to distribute uh, PGA Tour's official real-time shot link data um, and then syndicate that to uh, the sports betting operators around the world. Um, so if you're familiar with watching golf, uh, obviously they have um, the kind of tracer shots now. So uh, you as a fan, when you're watching, you can see where the ball is going and seeing if, how far down the far, fairway it's getting. And you know, with more and more real-time data uh, kind of popping up, uh, like we saw at Pebble Beach earlier, a lot of uh, experimentation around uh, different sensors that are on each tee box. Uh, so I'd imagine a lot of the, that kind of data is going to be fed into this IMG um, product. Um, so. Um, according to Ezra Kokraz, <laughs> Chief Business Officer of uh, DraftKings, both fantasy and betting can create a much more immersive experience for people that are already into golf, but it also brings in casual fans. People that before something like this were only paying attention to golf four or five weekends per year around the majors and maybe the Ryder Cup. This creates an enhanced experience so that other weekends of the year they're going to want to be immersed in the PGA Tour. And so I think we've seen this a lot of in different sports about using fantasy or betting as a way to immerse people um, in events and um, competitions that might ne not necessarily have that high profile um, status that kind of brings in um, players and fans around the world. Um, so I think, I can't remember the betting company that mentioned it, but it matters more when there's money on it. And I think this is kind of what they're saying here, that if you can get people to play fantasy or uh, indeed bet on an event, uh, that it brings people uh, closer to the action and uh, increases their interest in um, the action as they, they want to find out whether they, they want or last. Um, so obviously the transmission of data from light sporting events to um, betting operators um, is become more and more important and obviously the, the more real-time the information the the better it is um, for fantasy operators and for betting operators uh, obviously um, there's a kind of a, um, a phenomenon known as court sighting where which is where people uh, I think it kind of started in tennis uh, where people were betting directly inside a venue uh, so getting in the bets before uh, the official data uh, had updated and making a guaranteed profit um, so obviously um, you know, that's something that's got to be balanced here with um, mobile phone use being um, kind of fully legal uh, at PGA Tour events. Uh, but I think that's a hurdle that can be overcome, obviously, with um, improved uh, data speeds and transmission speeds uh, from official operators uh, like the likes of IMG Arena um, can, can drastically uh, reduce court sighting. Um, but uh, I think it's great to see a traditional sport like uh, golf adopting mobile use and uh, adopting mobile sports betting um, and fantasy sports around it because I think it will help them uh, increase their attention and engagement from uh, younger fans, which a lot of sports are kind of struggling with right now. Uh, so it's good to see a more traditional sport uh, kind of opening up uh, to the, the new way of doing things.
So in the content world this week, we've got a couple of stories that are uh, kind of directly linked. Um, so it's NFL deals uh, with both YouTube and with Facebook for uh, new kind of exclusive content. Uh, so the first one is NFL launches game day all access series exclusively on YouTube. Um, so we're going to see a lot of um, content produced by NFL Films called NFL Game Day Access, which will be an original series which will combine game footage, behind the scenes clips, and wired sound to tell the, the, the game day stories from players and coaches uh, for the upcoming season. Uh, so it's going to be a 22 uh, episode weekly show. Um, so it's obviously going to be put out every week of the, the upcoming NFL or the current NFL season. Uh, so it's going to be streaming for free exclusively on the NFL's YouTube channel. Uh, so I think this is a great way of uh, combining all the content and um, information that's out there around sports and packaging it in a, an exclusive, um, well-produced um, video series. Um, so obviously it helps uh, NFL produce more content, uh, but it helps YouTube gain access to a very exclusive uh, sports league and the teams that are uh, featured in it. Um, so I think it's a win for the NFL, a win for YouTube and a win for the fans because they get access uh, to previously kind of unseen footage. Uh, obviously the, the behind the scenes footage is, is something that um, you can kind of see sometimes on, on social, uh, but having a dedicated uh, video series on this is something that's uh, going to be exciting for all fans. Um, so the NFL launched its official YouTube channel in uh, 2015 and currently has about 5 million subscribers. Um, so with this kind of deal, it'll be interesting to see if um, those subscriber numbers uh, kind of grow throughout the season. Uh, so that's something that I might come back to uh, as the season progresses to see if they have uh, managed to increase that subscriber base with this uh, kind of exclusive deal for um, an original series with game previews, highlights, uh, behind the scenes footage uh, from uh, NFL films and from various uh, NFL media programming. Uh, so that's the YouTube story. Um, so then going on to the NFL and Facebook story, it's uh, NFL and Facebook extend content partnership with two-year pact. Uh, so the NFL is uh, putting more uh, content of uh, football onto uh, Facebook under this new two-year deal. Um, so it extends through the 2020 season and they're considering will continue to distribute recaps on Facebook Watch um, with a lot of uh, original content, including video clips featuring NFL media analysts, reporters, and on-air personalities from signature studio shows, uh, video versions of NFL-produced podcasts, including a weekly video version of Around the NFL. Um, so it's kind of an all-encompassing uh, kind of deal here for a lot of NFL content that's produced uh, for a number of different uh, formats. Um, so I think this is another great way of the NFL to um, kind of reach out onto their social networks um, and get extra benefit from it. Obviously, they, they kind of sell the exclusive rights to the games and uh, to the big broadcasters that are kind of locked down for uh, long-term uh, commitments. Uh, but obviously, this gives them um, new content that they can sell uh, to the likes of the, the tech giants uh, like Facebook and YouTube in these examples. Um, so it's good for both sides I think and I think they find benefits as well um, so it, Facebook at one point wanted to be at the crown jewel of the NFL um, and have the, the access to live rights um, but this is maybe a stepping stone to that because um, I think you know the 
the live rights for uh, the NFL in the US uh, kind of come up in the next number of years. And so we've seen the commissioner of the NFL um, kind of saying that this might be coming at the ne that next juncture. Uh, they all have the, the technology and the capabilities and obviously the distribution uh, to reach new fans. So um, doing deals like this, I guess, um, puts the NFL and the likes of YouTube and Facebook uh, closer together so they can uh, start working together and uh, deliver great products to fans. Um, so users will be able to uh, access this NFL content on Facebook via Facebook Watch, uh, so on mobile, iOS and Android devices, desktop and laptop, desktops and laptops, um, and TV apps including including Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Android TV, Samsung Smart TVs, and Microsoft Facebook One. Um, so I'm not sure why PlayStation isn't mentioned here in this article. Um, I'd expect that to come out pretty soon afterwards because uh, obviously that's a, a huge platform as well. Um, so those are the top news stories from the world of content. In the world of partnerships this week, we had a very interesting one with Twitch partnering with the NFL's Raiders. Um, so this is the, the new Oakland Raiders um, stadium in Las Vegas once they complete the move in 2020. Um, so it's an interesting partnership. So they're going to be a founding member of the new stadium. Uh, so it's going to be a Twitch-branded lounge in the lower level of the stadium, which will feature uh, streamer stations, Twitch viewing screens, and esports competitions. Um, so I actually got to speak with uh, one of the guys from Twitch here at IBC this week. Uh, so we actually kind of talked about this deal and um, what their kind of plan is for the, the sports kind of world as uh, Twitch kind of grows in popularity and uh, starts looking to do deals uh, like this with, uh, with a pretty big uh, NFL team. Uh, obviously it's um, gathered a lot of controversy and publicity around the move from Oakland to Las Vegas. Uh, but I think there might be uh, something deeper on a strategy kind of front from Twitch partnering with uh, NFL, um, specifically in the the new stadium and new market that is Las Vegas. Obviously, we see Las Vegas as uh, kind of the home of boxing and the home of UFC, um, and the, the World Series of Poker is the preeminent poker tournament in the world. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see if um, Twitch start doing a lot more competitions uh, from the new stadium, but also from uh, Las Vegas in general. Obviously, you know, there's the whole betting world is there as well, like legal for uh, forever. Um, so I think it offers a lot of uh, interesting uh, upsides for the likes of Twitch and for a lot of people in the sports world to do deals uh, with the likes of the Raiders that are going to be now in uh, Las Vegas from next year. So I think. Um, Twitch will be bringing their live streaming capabilities uh, to improve the entertainment uh, availability at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, so this could be sporting events, concerts, uh, obviously the esports competitions that they already um, kind of produce and have on their platform, as well as a lot of the, the content creators and uh, kind of pushing out their own stuff. Um, so the Twitch Lounge will elevate the spectator experience for the Raiders, um, and then obviously um, looking to see if they could do. Um, Kind of different kind of content deals around it. So uh, could there be a Raiders Nation uh, type fan show uh, distributed live on Twitch? Uh, that, that's something that remains to be seen, uh, but I think it'd be very interesting to, to see how this partnership kind of grows and evolves uh, once uh, the Raiders move to uh, Las Vegas next year.
So that's it for this week. Obviously, it's a slightly shorter podcast than usual, slightly delayed because uh, of my attendance at IBC, which was on over the past weekend. And so a bunch of great interviews and great uh, conversations had at this uh, conference. Uh, so some of those interviews will be coming up soon on the Sports Tech Live podcast. Uh, so just to give you a little teaser, we've spoken to the pe- people from the likes of Twitch, uh, BT Sport, uh, the Football Association, uh, so really wide-ranging uh, number of people in uh, the sports and the esports world, um, from traditional broadcast to uh, dedicated um, IP uh, streaming from the likes of Twitch. Uh, so a lot of those interviews will be coming out over the, the coming weeks. Um, I want to try to do them as in an unedited way as possible. Uh, obviously a lot of them are on the uh, show floor, so there's a lot of background noise. So. Uh, hopefully once I return to Ireland I'll be able to uh, kind of dig into those and, and see uh, how they can be presented. Um, some of them were uh, recorded outside the front of a bar so there's uh, a lot of background noise um, but I think it gives a more authentic kind of feel uh, to a flowing kind of conversation about the, the world of sports tech and how it's evolving and how the different actors inside the sports tech world are kind of uh, looking at things, looking at trends, how they're reacting to them where they're kind of putting their money and where they're kind of just kind of stepping back and, and seeing how the industry evolves. Um, so a lot of those interviews will be coming out over the coming weeks. Um, so th- that's it for podcast number six. And stay tuned for the next one.